Hi, I'm Lenny, and this is when a nerd starts over. Yay! How's it going, everyone? This is Dan from When a Nerd Starts Over, and uh, we've been doing a lot of shows lately because I've been using this new editing software, so I'm so happy because I can get some shows done and record them and edit them, and it only takes me like an hour. But before, I would do these things on my phone, and they would take forever, and they were terrible. So thank you if you <laughs> stayed with me from the very beginning because you've heard some terrible versions of the podcast but i promise it's gonna be a lot better from now on but on to the topic today and my special guests like this guy is crazy interesting every time i taught this guy there's like a new fact about him that i never knew it's like he you know first i found out that he was an actor and he's been in some shows and we'll probably get into that later plus he wrote a book um which was he's an author also Plus, he's an artist also, so I'm so glad to uh, – and actually, he's a big nerd, which is a big, big <laughs> plus, and that's probably why we really, really get along because we talk about all kinds of nerdy stuff, but yeah. it is my good friend, Eddie. Hello, hello. Thank you. Great, great introduction. Great welcome. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. But uh, also, just just for a disclaimer, we won't mention you know <clears throat> names if, if, if you have names that you might say out, out loud or – even places where we may work, just to, uh, just for legal reasons, I guess. Uh, I had I had Olivia on the show uh, a couple times, and a couple times I had to edit out because she was naming people and uh, and, and, and places of work. So uh, just for certain reasons. Um, Olivia is great, super enthusiastic, super cool. Yeah, yeah. So we talk about a couple things actually. <clears throat> One. Me and Eddie are, are like big, big fans of Netflix. Am, am I right? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, he, every time I talk to him, he's always asking if I've seen the show or if I, if I, did I see the end of the show, if I finished the show. And um, I wanted to actually see for Eddie, like, what are you watching right now? Like, what is the one thing that you're binging on right now on Netflix? Um, right now, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pace myself because I enjoy this show so much. I don't want it to be over. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm keeping myself from binging on the expanse. That That's my favorite show on right now. I've read, um, all the books. I'm actually finishing the last book and, uh, and I'm, I'm two, I'm, I'm one episode back on the, uh, the TV series. I really dig the expanse. And that's on a. Can you uh, just give like a like a brief synopsis? Like, what what is it about? And I actually, and I apologize because the Expanse. I'm actually watching that on Sling. I'm not sure that that's on Netflix, but that's anyway. So what it's about is it's a. Um, I guess you could call it a. Um, 
geopolitical drama that actually takes place in uh, in space. So it's it's politics that kind of started on Earth and migrated into the outer planets of our solar system, and then and then beyond. So hmm. and uh, it, it gets very complex without being complicated right. and you, you have you start out with a core group of characters and then it expands and expands so you, you have a, a fairly large cast of characters but again they do a great job of keeping all the characters straight so you don't get lost in it and um and i heard uh one uh reviewer compare it to game of thrones in outer space so it, it's not a it's not a direct one-on-one comparison but that's as close as a comparison as i've, I've come across to describe it in one easy uh blurb oh that's that well, sounds interesting so if you actually yeah. do uh watch the show and want to comment on it you can always hit us up on the uh our website i mean uh, on our uh, email addresses when it starts over at gmail.com but um, I'm curious to see what you, th- you think of that show. If you, uh, for the listeners who actually listen to the show, because um, I've heard a lot, a lot about the show, and um, I'm actually in the process of trying to find things. You know, like and I, I just had a guest on, and yeah, I mean Eddie knows her. You know, my good friend um, Danielle. And yeah. She said she actually goes through this like d- depression where she finds like a show that she really really likes, and then you know she starts to see that it's almost over. And then she starts to kind of freak out because she's like, "What am I going to watch yeah, after this?" Because because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good, and you don't, you don't, you have, you have to try to find the void of like, "Well, I love that show." What yeah. So you is that what you feel like with this expanse? Yeah, exactly. That's again, that's the reason I force myself to to slow down when I, you know, like oh, sometimes I'll I'll uh, you know find myself with some free time and I'll watch a couple episodes and I'll go, "Oh no, I'm getting caught up. I only have one episode left. I better watch a bunch of other stuff first and I'll save that last episode. And I've actually gotten into trouble because um, I did that with black sales because there was a time when there was nothing that I was really enjoying on TV but black sales. And I actually banked up several episodes of that. I said, oh, I'm going to save them. I'm not going to watch them until, you know, I, I don't have, yeah, until I have um, like nothing else to do. And then, and um, maybe a lot of downtime, right? Maybe uh, I really need something good to watch, and then I'll start watching them. And then um, the uh, my, my uh, streaming service they uh, deleted those episodes. What? I was oh screwed, gosh. and I did not have them. So then I had to wait until um, I uh, started up. Uh, I think it was Hulu, and then it, it took me like two years until Hulu finally uh, got them because I think they originally were on um, Stars, and then when our uh, when stars stopped having the old episodes, Hulu finally started caring about two years later. So I learned my lesson the hard way. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never bank up more than two two episodes or something. But yeah, I started getting depressed. Going, oh, once once I'm done with black sales, I'm not going to have anything to watch, and you know I'm going to be kind of you know kind of down. And you know, so I'm, I'm going to save them. I'm not going to watch them. And then I got into trouble. So it happens every time. Uh, at the end of the season for Game of Thrones, when there's when I know the the last episodes are coming, I'm excited, but then I'm depressed because it's <laughs> not going to be anything great to watch. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing too. It's like um, I and because you go to a period where you just start searching and searching and like uh, asking people like, "What are you watching? What are you watching?" You like do research. Yeah. I I don't know how many times I've actually researched on the internet the the term binge worthy Netflix shows. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and it's like I'll look at lists and they're like, oh, maybe I'll watch this and I'll try. And there really isn't – like I mean like if I would say what, – what do you think for you have been some shows that are you could actually say are binge-worthy? I mean because a lot of people say like, oh, they're binge-worthy and you watch it. Like, yeah, it's not that good. But in your opinion, besides, besides The Expanse, uh, what are some other shows that you've watched in the past that were like, you know, I have to watch this like every hour I can? Like really, really binge-worthy. Well, I, tr- I try to I try to pay attention to people that have similar tastes in mind because you know I I have friends that you know their their idea of quality television is you know for them it's more romantic type stuff like Outlander and Outlander it's a very well done it has a high quality right but it just doesn't do it for me so when they say oh Outlander's binge worthy you gotta watch it. I just take that as, okay, that's their taste, right? So I try to find somebody like you. I know you and I, our tastes are right, you know, real close together. So I know if you say something's worth checking out, I'm going to go check it out. But there are other people, they say, oh, yeah, you got to watch it. You know, this is the most awesome show on television. I go, yeah, I'm probably going to pass. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, for so, example, like do you? I mean, do you think like the the TV show The Stranger Th- in Stranger Things, right? Was yeah. that was that considered binge worthy to you? Like, could you be like, I got to watch all of them now? Absolutely. I've, I've I've started watching the second season over twice. Again, if I get some downtime, I'll go back and I'll watch another episode from season one. So I love Stranger Things. Um, another one that I'll watch in my in some downtime is uh, the uh, the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. That was really really good, strong stories, strong through lines, great themes all the way through it. Good acting, good directing, and even um, for its time, there were some groundbreaking directorial things that were going on with it. Mm-hmm. In addition to the the writing that was groundbreaking at the time, uh, so yeah, that that's one I'll go back and and watch. Very binge worthy, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, there's that's another one that's really good. Stranger Things is definitely a great one, of course. In Game of Thrones, I think uh, you know my wife and Jan and I were were going through it. Yeah, like I think, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, yeah, everyone always has like opinions on like TV shows, you know. Like, um, there's a couple people, like, I mean, Stranger Things is definitely one of those shows where I'm like, man, I, if I had to recommend a show on Netflix, because then I find it crazy when people say, oh, I don't have Netflix. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like, you don't have a single streaming, I mean, not even an Amazon Prime video, you don't have any of that, but I mean, you gotta have like Netflix. I feel like that's like everyone should have it, right? I mean, like, yeah. If you're if you're into if you're into movies, then Netflix is the one to have. Um, Amazon second, Hulu third. Uh, we I rarely watch shows on Hulu, but every now and then there'll be something. And I think Black Sales was the reason I bought my subscription to Hulu because hey, that was they they had all the seasons and i was like yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna definitely finish out the seasons for this because i think it was season one that that i got screwed on i screwed myself on and uh <laughs> they had all of them but so do you remember yeah. though do you remember back then though like when we didn't have dvr 
we didn't have Netflix or anything like that, and we had to pay attention and just wait every week for a show. Uh-huh. I don't. I, I think that's the one thing I just can't get into. Like you know, I mean, there was like, for example, I used to love the TV show Lost, right? Uh-huh. And um, I, I, you know, I, I got into Lost late, so it's like the first few seasons it passed me already. I heard someone said it was good. I watched it. Started buying the DVD sets from like Best Buy because they were so good. And I was watching them like five, six of them a day. But then when I wow, caught up yeah. fully, I couldn't wait for like I'm only like getting one episode a week. I I couldn't do yeah. it. And it, yep. Yep. I, I, it I, I think that's why I can't watch any TV now, really, because I'm like, I just don't <laughs> want to wait a week. Yeah, and plus, do commercials. Yeah. <laughs> just having to sit through commercials now, where you know. Being, now we're spoiled. So Netflix, you watch the whole thing straight through commercials and you're and you're done, right? But now when I do watch something on like Sling and they have commercials every, you're like, wait, what happened here? You, you for a minute there, it takes your mind a second to adjust. You're like, does some does something happen here? Wait, this why is this commercial? In the, oh, that's right, I'm watching it live. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's why. I, I think that's right, dude. Because honestly, like, there's some. I don't know what it is. Uh, there's some programs where, you know, like if you watch like TV, if you're watching t- a show on TV, they know when to break. Like before they put you on a cliffhanger and right. then the commercial will come in. So you wait through the commercial. There yeah. are sometimes I'm watching some types of streaming services and they put commercials in there and it's at the worst possible time. Like <laughs> what? in the middle of a fight scene, like a punch is about right. to land or, you know, or in the middle of a, a sentence where – Hey, do you want to go? To, and now we take you to wait, wait, well, I, what? I don't. Uh-oh. That doesn't make any sense. So it's like that Uh-oh. is. There's a real weird disconnect. Then you have to get back into it when the commercial is done, or I don't <laughs> know. I, I don't get. So, so for you, so wait, so you watch Amazon Prime? I just started, and actually, that's why I feel kind of. That's sad because you know I, I feel real adultish because now I now I have Amazon Prime subscription. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for some reason you feel like you know that's one of the things you should every adult. Or, you know, everyone should have a Netflix account. I feel like everyone should have an Amazon Prime, honestly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that, that's one of those things where, you know, the, not everybody's, you know, super nerdy like us with the, with the whole movie thing. If, if, I think you and I talked about this before, where if we had our choice, we could easily go to the movie theater once a day and watch a, you know, a movie on the big screen. Yeah, but there's a lot of people like that. A lot of people, unlike us, who just don't care. They're they're not into movies. They don't, you know. I, I actually know people who never watch movies. They they all they watch are reality TV shows, which personally I can't stand, mm-hmm. but. There's some people who could care less about movies, just like reading. There's some people, I've heard people who are age like 35, 45, 50 years old who say they've never read a book since high school. So, but myself, I read, you know, one, two books a month at least, have ever since grammar school. So, so there's people out there where, you know, if you're into movies, you got to have Netflix. But if you're not, then, yeah, it's, it's just a waste of money to get Netflix or who's already in those streaming services. But, yeah, yeah if you're into it, got to have it. Yeah, I mean, because, I, like, like, I mean, I still think that. I mean, I, I don't think I watch enough movies, um, you know, at the movie theater. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's why, like, I, 
that movie, the movie pass sounds so enticing, dude. Cause I, yeah. the thing is, yeah. I mean, if I knew that I could watch whatever I wanted, you know, a day, a, a movie a day, mm-hmm. I would do it, man. I don't know what it is about the experience of just getting in the car, buying your ticket, game popcorn, you know, the smell mm-hmm. of popcorn. And then you sitting in a seat watching the trailers. There's just something about that experience, dude. That's like a thing yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, it's 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 uh, it makes it like a like it's, it takes it to a different psychological level when you're getting you have to put on clothes, right? <laughs> you can't just sit in your pajamas yeah. or on your couch and, and just do what you do every day in your life. You have to now you have to put on clothes. Got to get in your car. You have to make sure either you've eaten beforehand. You know, you got to go to the bathroom. You have to get ready to go see this presentation on the screen. So that puts it in a special place in your mind so that now you're ready to see this movie. So it definitely has a whole different, uh, uh, it, it's an entirely different experience. So that makes it, you really want it to be special just by going through that, that little ritual of getting ready to go. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a really nice thing when you go. And especially if you're going to pay good money for it, that's another thing. It's kind of, well, I heard a comedian once say that when you, when, when the audience goes to see a comedian, they want you to be funny because they pay good money. You know, they yeah. don't go there to heckle yeah. you. They go there because they want you to be funny. So you already own them to some extent. So yeah, movies are the same way. It's, it's a great experience just by the fact that you've gone through all that. So I, I love going to movies and I used to, when I, you know, had more free time and free money, I would go once a week religiously to see something. And even if, if I thought it was mediocre, if I wasn't sure, you know, if I hadn't heard anything about it, I would just go. But that was before prices had gotten so ridiculous. And now it's, yeah, I may go once a quarter to see a movie because they're so prohibitively expensive. And, um, yeah, just, just can't afford to anymore. It's, it's, too crazy. I know. I I know. We went to. Uh, we just saw um, the Incredibles two, um, which was awesome, by the way. I don't right. Know. So good. Good. But, and I did, I didn't even like part one. Honestly, I thought part one was boring. Really? Yeah, really? I did. Wow. I, I really couldn't get into it. It, it just okay. wasn't for me. But part two was like. I love oh, part man. one. Um, but we're looking at it, and like, see, you know, me and my girlfriend. I mean, she has three kids. I got my, you know, my kid. So that's not a cheap trip, dude. I mean, that's yeah. like, you know, you're buying six tickets, you're buying popcorn, you're buying drinks for everybody. I mean, you're, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, do, 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 do you want to go to college or do you want to watch a movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're thinking, you know, you're thinking, how much is a plane ticket to Hawaii? You know? <laughs> Seriously, I can get a cheap fare. I can get cheap airfare somewhere for the price of that movie ticket. I know it's it, it's crazy. I mean, and I'm like looking, and it's funny. Literally, like we're searching and searching. We're like, okay, um, let's look to see how much this is going to cost. So, matinee is what ten twenty? What matinee is ten dollars though? What is that? You know, it, it's uh-huh. it's totally different. When I was younger. Matinee films were like three twenty five, right? Yeah, and we were always like, okay, you know, that that's we could totally do that. But man, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, um, I know a couple of people at work too that we that we know mutually at work who um just don't go to the movies either. I think one person I said the last movie they saw in the theater was The Little Mermaid remastered. Wow, and I thought. 
there's been so much good crap that has come out since then. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't, yep. I, I don't I don't get it, man. But um now we I mean, you're a big fan of movies. You watch a lot of movies. What is your all time favorite movie? Oh man, see uh, <laughs> uh you know I like so many different genres. I almost have to put them in a different categories, you know, because you have like these beautiful, um, like Blade Runner was awesome. Akira was awesome. Uh, Lawrence of Arabia was awesome. Casablanca was awesome. Um, and then my personal one that's near and dear to me was the Warriors. Um, because that's, um, something that was kind of like, that was the first movie that portrayed what my life was like growing up in a ghetto in Chicago, you know? So, uh, different movies are my favorite movies for different reasons. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't have one. I can't say that one movie is my favorite movie. You know, it's like saying what's your favorite tree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, each one's different, you know, one's a, one's a maple, one's a, one's an oak, one's a evergreen, one's a shrub, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. but each one of the, each one of those I named are movies that I love, uh, for different reasons. Well, uh, you know, well, you know, I see that, um, we probably have about maybe 17 minutes before you have, you have to go on and do your thing, so... Mm-hmm. You know, this will be part one of your episode because I feel like there's more to talk about. You know, it could probably feel like two episodes. So, oh. well, this will be part one, and then uh, then we'll we'll schedule another time where we can do another another show, um, yeah. and that will be the original topic. So, I actually wanted to talk about. Um, you mentioned being like you know growing up in like Chicago and like you know and stuff like that. I mean, I've always kind of I've always lived in California um, Uh except for a short amount of time a really short amount of time in Hawaii where my sister was born Uh Um, but growing up we talked about you know movies and the evolution of how much things cost now from like movie theaters being different we talked about being able to record TV shows you mentioned your DVR being wiped out Uh and that's all about technology that's not the only thing that has evolved over time the dating game has evolved over time yeah um when i was younger the way that we met people i mean you really couldn't meet people in a different city because how you know how would you meet them you know i mean i remember when i was younger like when i was like say junior high or if i was like you know high school i always look forward to field trips that were in different cities because then I would be like, Oh, I can meet different people. Um, and then the whole awkward, like, yeah, can I get your number? You know, we're waiting in line at like great America, you know, like, Oh, look at that girl over there. Let's, let's for somehow let's get to that or that part of the line and try to talk to her. I remember doing that many times, um, when I was younger and then, um, the internet came in like probably about, I don't know, I guess like when I was in high school and it was like mm-hmm. weird chat rooms, you know, you got your, your AOL.com, you got that free disc that said 43 hours of AOL. Yep. <laughs> and yep. they were at all the stations at Blockbuster Video, man. They are just mm-hmm. like on, on the counter. And yeah, they came in the mail. Yeah. They are everywhere. And then, then now, now they're just coasters. I, mean, I don't even know if those things exist anymore. But, no, I don't think so. But I mean, the agents. internet right, changed everything. I mean, did you uh, try the chat rooms when the AOL first came out? 
Yeah, well, I didn't do the chat rooms. I did a couple of uh, online dating things, and um, yeah, that was it was different. Um, but you know, I've, I've been one of those people that has always, you know, there's some people who have an aversion to technology and like, ah, oh, it's too complicated, you know. And and uh, I know you you've encountered that, uh, you know, at work. Um, but um, I've always been a person that's like oh what's this what'll happen if i do that you know i like to, <laughs> i like to play with new things and see what happens so um so the the internet dating started and i was single and i was like oh what's this all about so i you know i jumped in it right away and played with it and you know got a couple couple of internet dates and you know nothing never came of it other than a, a couple of dates but <laughs> it was um yeah it was it, it, Right away, it was one of those things where, okay, you're not who you represented yourself to be online. I mean, that was that was right from the get go, from the very introduction to internet dating. People were fake. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. funny how you know you would you would have thought that that would have taken people a while to learn to do that, but no, people were right off the bat like, oh, I like this, this, and this, and this is what I do. Like. No, that's not what you are. That's not what you're like. And that's not what you're doing. You're, you're, you know, representing yourself to be something that you're not, right? You know, right off that the first introduction, which is what human beings do. You know, we we always like to present our best selves to someone that we hope likes us, right? Yeah. But but it was exaggerated just like you, know, yeah. you were just straight up lying. So yeah. that was that was that was a surprise to me. I don't know why. Maybe I was just naive, but Yeah, I, yes. I, I so Go did ahead. you try like the match dot coms and so you did all that stuff? Yeah, I did a couple of them. Um it um uh but um yeah I didn't do didn't do a ton of them, but just uh, a couple. I think I had maybe two, three dates tops from from them, and um, um, then had uh, much more. Um, much more of my dates were just people that I met here and there, mm-hmm. so I didn't. Um, that that was that was more convenient for me, and more. Uh, I guess I was just more accustomed to it. Never really felt the the need to try to weed through. Okay, is this person really? Does this person really like going to foreign film festivals? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to say, hey, let's go to this, you know, Hong Kong film festival and have her go? Oh, why do you want to go there? Because <laughs> you said you like doing this on your dating thing. <laughs> do I really want to wade through that, or do I want to just meet a person face to face somewhere where they're likely to be? You know, like if I meet this woman at a Chinese restaurant, odds, odds are she likes Chinese food, and I don't have to have an argument about it later on, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's funny because I, I, I never did do any of those things, uh, you know, the websites or anything like that, but I remember, like, you know, like my mother, right? My mother, she's been divorced for, for quite a long time, and mm-hmm. I always I always joked with her in the past, like, you know, you know, I, you know, you need to, you know, it's time for you to, to move on and, and, you know, meet a, a new man. I would joke around like that, and mm-hmm. I remember I, I actually made a profile for her on, like, Match.com. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, and I, I made this email address for her, and I'm like, okay, see, you know, yeah. I'm getting matches or whatever, and I remember it started yeah, sending yeah. me these weird, you know, like, oh, these people are compatible with you, but... 
I would look at the usernames and it'd be like lick you long time, and I'm like, no, oh, no. you're oh, not, no. you're, you're not gonna meet my mom, man. No, like, man. It was, it was, <laughs> Damn. So my oh, mom my would God. ask me, my mom asked me joking, like, oh, did you find anyone good for me? I'm like, uh, <laughs> <Nope>. no, <laughs> uh, you're gonna disown me if I set you up with these guys. We, people can go on Match.com, eHarmony, or you know, now they have apps. I mean, you always make that joke. Yeah. There's an app for everything. You got like mm-hmm. Tinder, and then you have OkCupid. You got ChristiansOnly.com. Farmers, mm-hmm. farmers only. I don't know. Understand? I know there was such a big dating pool in the farmers, uh, you know, community. But yeah. But um, or even Bumble. I've been hearing a lot about that. Um, mm-hmm. But which uh, which ones uh, have you tried? I haven't tried any. I'm not see, okay. with me dating wise. Like I have always been, you know, a believer. I guess like fate. <clears throat> like if it's supposed to happen, it's, it's going to happen. You know, um, <clears throat> we, we may be impatient about finding love sometimes, and we are. And there's that cliche. It's like, well, if you keep looking, you're not going to find it. It's just going to happen. You know, you know, people right. say that, but. I've always believed that it's just if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. So I, I stayed away from that, and it was just wherever I would I would meet them, you know, or mm. a friend or at a party. Not really a bar person, so it was never really at a bar or a club because I wasn't really a clubber either, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like for example, you're you're married, right? And how yeah. how did you guys meet? Met at a um, restaurant. Yeah, I um I, I pretty much uh. Uh, I know that um, for me, it's like a dating was always like a numbers game. I knew that um, most of the women I asked about were going to say no, <laughs> and I got tired of taking no for an answer. Yeah. So I figured, um, I figured the more women I asked out, the the quicker I could get past all the no's to a yes. Oh yeah. So. So I, I figured out I have this eighty twenty theory in life that eighty percent of the things you do are gonna be I'll say I don't say um, not um, uh, like eighty percent of the things you do are gonna are not necessarily gonna be successful they may or may not but maybe twenty percent of the things you do will be so. For example, eighty percent of the people who try to lose weight fail, and twenty percent succeed. Right? right so, right. and um, so I applied that to dating, and I figured eighty percent of the women I ask out will say no, and twenty percent of the women I ask out will say yeah. So I just said, all right, let me get past that eighty. Yeah. <laughs> just ask, start asking, and uh, sure enough, you know, I, the, the more I asked, the more I said yeah, and. Um, so that was that once I started applying that philosophy that finally I started getting, you know, dates. So I was in a restaurant one day and um, I was standing up. Uh, it was a uh, Chili's and I go in and crowded standing room only. And, and um, I asked the maitre d' you know, how long the wait was. And she's like, oh, it's like 10 minutes. And uh, I was in the middle of this um, like hypoglycemic fusion fuse you know state um where you know starting to get lightheaded dizzy and nauseous because i was super hungry i don't know anywhere i go anywhere else i may pass out before i get there i was so hungry 
said, all right, I'll just stand here and wait and had my book with me. And um, I look around and um, there's one seat open in the corner and it just kind of crowded around, you know, where everybody's waiting to be, uh, to have a seat, to be sat at a table. And uh, so I just stood up against the wall and I opened my book and I started reading. And um, I said, wait a minute, what are you doing? I said, there's two cute girls over there by that open, t- <laughs> by that open seat. I said, you can stand here by yourself reading your book, or you can go sit by those two cute girls. Um, so I went and sat out. And another thing I learned was just, just in my specific experience, most of the women that I immediately went up to and said, you know, hi, how you doing? Immediately, I got the cold shoulder. And I don't know what it is about me, but women just have always been turned off by that, by my, by me giving the direct approach. So I just learned in my experience to just play it cool at first. And um, so I went over there, sat down next to him, and ignored him. Opened my book and started reading. And they were talking to each other. So, so I gather they knew each other. They're having this conversation. And um, I'm reading my book. And they stop talking for a while. And they start talking again. And I'm still reading my book. So we're, we're there for about 10 minutes. And I, I don't even look at them. And then I notice one of them look at me. And then at the corner of my eye, I see the other one look over at me. And then I go, okay, well, maybe there's some interest or maybe there is something stuck on the back of my book. I don't know. Right? <laughs> so I continue to ignore them. And uh, so I'm still reading my book. And then um, one of them says, uh, how's the book? And I said, yeah, it's pretty good. I look over and I smile at both of them. And they both smile at me. And I go, okay, well, you know, they both seem nice. I went back to read my book. And then the other one says, so a minute or two passes. And then the other one says, what's it about? And then I said, okay, now is about the time I can probably start talking to them and they won't give me the cold shoulders. <laughs> when I close my book and I, and I tell them what the book was about. And um, so from that point on, we have this nice little conversation, the three of us. And uh, we're chatting for about another 10 minutes or so. And then the major D comes over and then says, ladies, your table is ready. And they said, well, it's nice talking to you. I go, it's nice talking to you. And then, I mean, they just got up and left. I mean, it wasn't even enough time for me to say, hey, do you guys want to <laughs> They're just gone. <laughs> and I was like, well, all right. Well, it was, it was nice. It was nice passing the time with a couple of nice ladies, right? So I go back to read my book. Another five minutes come, goes by. Major D comes and sees me. I go sit at my table. I go back to read my book. I have my meal. Um, I eat half my sandwich have the other half to go and then all of a sudden I, I hear hi and I look up and there's this big beautiful smile beaming down at me and it was one of the ladies that I was talking to earlier and yeah. it's Jan my oh. wife and uh, she said we ate the same thing and I looked <laughs> and then she said and you got half years to go and I got half of mine to go also <laughs> and then I said well, that's, a that's a coincidence and then I said do you Come here often. <laughs> I can't see that. Exactly what I said. <laughs> Mr. Smooth Operator. Oh, man. You didn't ask her, what's your sign? Uh, <laughs> say, Mama, what's your sign? <laughs> oh, man. And then her 
her friend Rhonda comes up behind her a minute later, and uh, I said, um, would you like to get together and have coffee sometime? And she goes, yes. So, And then I go, I don't have a pen. I mean, I always have a pen with me everywhere I go. And then, it's, and then I said, I don't have a pen. And then Rhonda says, I got a pen. <laughs> she snaps out. <laughs> she, was she, she was prepared, She was prepared. She was prepared. And then I didn't have, I didn't even have a piece of paper. So I asked, asked her if she'd write on the back of my book. So she was impressed that I let her write on my book. So she, she wrote a number of my book. And I still have that book on my bookshelf today with her oh, number man, on the back of the book. That's, so that a, was, that's so cool. I mean, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, I feel like if it's meant to be, you know, it's just, if fate will just happen. You know what I'm saying? Like no, that. but, but see, I, I disagree in that. If if I had left it to chance, I would have stayed standing there against that wall. Yeah, that's, but, yeah, that's true. But but yeah, so and 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 I I took a chance by going going over there and sitting next to her, mm-hmm. and she took a chance by by she she was unsure if she was going to be too forward by coming over there and approaching me yeah. at the table, but she did anyway. So both of us kind of took fate in our own hands. She, she by approaching me and me by going over there and sitting next to him and putting myself in a position where I could talk to him if they would, you know, give me a little bit of attention. So, yeah. So anyway, that, so that's my philosophy is that, um, I read, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, Frederick Douglass, the, the escaped slave, um, who, uh, later on became an, an abolitionist. And he, he was a Christian and he said, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, waiting for God to do this, waiting for God to do that. And he said, he prayed for freedom from slavery for years upon years. And he said, he didn't, God, he said, God didn't bless him with freedom. He blessed himself with freedom once he set his two feet on the road to freedom. Right. 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 So he's the one who had to run away in order to find his freedom. So, so that, kind of taught me that's where i learned the lesson that if i hadn't put myself out there and if jan hadn't put herself out there then we wouldn't be here today but that's my philosophy see that's that's so cool now i know that you probably got to get going now um but well well this is just part one of eddie because i mean i knew there was gonna be a lot to talk about and we wouldn't be able to get to it so i'm glad you know we got to get this much out we're gonna have another episode um, and just real quick, what is your Twitter handle, just in case people want to follow you on Twitter? Dragonfly, I, I, I. All right. Okay, so that's first part of Eddie. Um, thank you again, man, for being on the show. It was awesome. It was always – I knew it was going to be crazy interesting, and it was going to be great talking to you. Thanks. Thanks and, uh, very much. I appreciate it. It's always great talking to you, Dan. And I will see you in a couple hours, man. <laughs> yeah, and uh, can I drop a plug for my book real oh, quick? Oh, of course, man, of course. Yeah, yeah, so the title of the book is Stolen Stories from a Violent Childhood and jeddythornton.com, I'm sorry, jeddythornton.com is uh, the name. And uh, actually, you know, and I'm glad you teased the book because when we do the second episode, um, we're going to go more deep into that book and the writing of that book. So if you want to, you know, even if you have people who listen, if you want to check it out now, buy it now, read it now, and then we can talk about it the next time. If you have questions, you can email when a nerd starts over at gmail.com. But um, this is just the first time you're here, Eddie. So have a good one. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot, Dan. See ya. All right, man.